Hey, what's up, family? It's Coach Josh, and in today's video, we're going to be talking about three reasons why God hasn't promoted you yet, and later on in the video, we're going to talk about three ways to position yourself for God to promote you. But before we get into that, let's get right into some scriptures to really uh, lay the foundation of what it is that God wants us to understand when it comes to promotion. But before I get into that, the what sparked this conversation or this video uh, was uh, one of the quotes that I posted on Instagram on Facebook and on Twitter, which says, God loves you too much to promote you when you're not prepared. God loves you too much to promote you when you're not prepared. Promoting you before you are ready will be bad parenting. Trust is pruning and preparing. Now, why is this quote so significant is because we have to understand that the reason why God has yet to promote us in whatever place that he we desire to be promoted to is because he loves us. Oftentimes we look at our situations and we feel like it, as if God has forgotten us. We feel as if God is not uh, 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 endeavoring to uh, uh, position us, but it is because he loves us. He loves you. That's the reason why he hasn't promoted you yet, because he understands that if you can't handle the devils on these levels, then you're not ready to handle the devil at the next levels. That, that if you're not ready to handle the responsibilities at this level, then you're not going to be ready to handle the responsibilities at the next level. So when we understand that the foundation of the reasoning by which God hasn't promoted us yet is because he loves us, then that should give us a level of pause for his cause and allow him to prepare us. Now, here are some scriptures that we have to really uh, um, understand before we get into those three reasons why not. Uh, it says in Psalm 75, 6 through 7, it says, For promotion cometh not neither from the east nor from the west nor from the south, but God is the judge. He putteth down one and setteth up another. Now, what does that mean? I have to trust God's judgment. I have to trust that God is a righteous judge, that I have to believe and understand that he knows when to put someone down and know when to put someone up. And that He that we have to understand that all promotion comes from God. That even though when you look at Saul and David, could it be that 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 God is uh, establishing an order that before you're promoted, then he has to cause a demotion. But in order for us to find our promotion, there has to be things demoted inside of us, making God uh, the Lord over our lives. It says also in Matthew 23, 12, it says, whoever exalts himself will be humbled. And whoever humbles himself will be exalted. So we see that the prerequisite to promotion is humility. The prerequisite to plummeting is humiliation. I mean, the, the, the follow-up of pride is humiliation. So we have to understand that whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. So that means that it is very important for us to allow God to do the, uh, uh, the exalting, because some of us have exalted ourselves into relationships, have exalted ourselves into friendships, have exalted ourselves in careers, and now the place that we desire is not near, and now we're we're now finding ourselves humbled, because now you went from being single to married, now single again. You went from in that career to not in that career again. And what happens oftentimes that we we exalt ourselves with no humility, thinking that we know what's best for us. But this scripture lets us know that in order for us to truly be exalted, there has to be a level of humility, and humility stems from understanding. Next point, or next scripture. First Peter 5, 6-7 says this. Humble yourselves, which means it is my responsibility to humble myself. 
It says, humble yourselves, therefore, where? Under the mighty hand of God. So in order for me to humble myself, I have to first understand that God's hand is mighty. I have to first understand that, that I have to put myself up under his control, up under his leadership, under up, up under his wisdom. It says, humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. So that means that in order for me to position myself at the proper time to be promoted, I have to take responsibility in humbling myself and trusting in his mighty hand to exalt me. So think of this kind of a, a colorful analogy that when I humble myself up in the hand of God, that means I'm protected. Most of us, we want God's hand to be like this, but before God's hand becomes like this to exalt us, his hand has to be like this. Protect us. We have to hide ourselves behind his fingers. We have to hide ourselves up under his palm. We have to hide ourselves up under him, knowing that at the proper time when the switch happens, he'll then exalt us. But we first have to say, okay, you know what? I'm tired of doing it in my own strength. I'm going to humble myself up under the mighty hand of God and trust that at the proper timing, he will exalt me. But next it says, in order for me to do that, I have to cast my anxieties on him. You have to cast your anxieties about your singleness, cast your anxieties on him about your marriage, cast your anxieties about where you are in ministry or in business. It says, you cast on all your cares upon him because when you know that he cares, then you can carry yourself up under his mighty hand and at the proper time, he'll exalt you. Now, here are three reasons why God hasn't promoted us, right? Number one is because of preparation. Sometimes God delays promotion because he's preparing you for greater responsibilities. See, God wants to increase your ability to respond. God doesn't want people who are reactive. He wants people who's proactive. He doesn't want people who are intimidated. He wants people that takes initiative. He doesn't want people that... that um. What am I trying to say? He doesn't want people that uh, react to situations. He wants people to accurately respond to situations. And if you are if you're unable to properly respond to what you're going through right now and you're constantly or we're constantly reacting at the situations, not having the word of God to respond, then that's the reason why God has us marinating in his word so that at the proper time we can respond appropriately. So we see that God cares about our responsibility, our ability to respond. He wants to refine your skills, develop your character, and equip you with the necessary tools to handle the promotion effectively. Do you know promotion is only a few seconds long? A promotion spans between uh, uh, three seconds to three days. So, for instance, if you got promoted on a Friday, you probably got three days before you're really in that position. Some people's promotions last two weeks. So you got to move to another city. But but in that transitional period, that's that's only how long that is only as long as a promotion is. So when a boss comes, you say, I'm promoting you. Or when God says I'm promoting you, that promotion period is only between seconds and a couple of weeks. But what most people forget is there's three parts of promotion. There's preparation. Then there's promotion. Then there's prudence. There's preparation, then there's promotion, then there's prudence. People care less about the preparation and the prudence. They care about the pictures they, have, they get to post on Instagram of the promotion. People only care about the pictures that they can post of the promotion, but they haven't done anything with preparing, and they have no type of skill sets or prudence. Prudence means the wise governing of, the wise stewardship of. And so promotion 
only lasts for a few seconds, if not a couple of weeks. And so he wants to refine your skills. Skills last long, right? And he wants to develop your character and equip you with the necessary tools to handle the promotion effectively. Most people's heads are too puffed up to handle God's promotions. And when you're promoted before God's timing, things are plummeted, right? Embrace the process of growth and trust that God is using this time to shape you for the future. Do you know God has a particular shape of the future and he's shaping you to be the shape you need to be to go into that hole? So if I need, if, if my future is a triangle, God has to shape me into a triangle. If my future is a square, God wants to shape me into a square. If my future is a circle, he wants to shape me into a circle. But most of us have these awkward shapes. We're out of shape and we're not in shape for the shape of the future that we want to be plugged into. So we have to trust God for that. Next point, timing. God operates in his perfect timing. Let's say it together. Perfect timing. Put it in the chat, perfect timing, which may not align with our expectations. So the issue is our expectations are hindering us from being promoted. Because we have unrealistic expectations and we haven't embraced the experiences that we need to, uh, to operate at that level of expectation, now our expectation is keeping us from our promotion. It says God operates in this perfect time, which may not align with the expectations. So I have to humble my expectations to align to God's time. He knows the ideal moment to promote you for maximum impact and effectiveness. I love that word effectiveness. God doesn't want defects. He wants people who are effective. And it says that, like I always say, my goal is to help people grow holistically for God's what? Optimal use. I want to get you to a place spiritually, emotionally, mentally, physically, where when God looks at you as a tool, he can get maximum glory and use out of you. Right. And so he knows the ideal moment. See, the moment is has a lot of uh, um, has a lot of magnitude. You have to have the right attitude for the magnitude of the moment. And most of us, we're not even made. We're not built enough. We're not ready for that moment of preparation or that moment of promotion. He knows the ideal moment to promote you for maximum impact and effectiveness. Patience is required. As you trust in his divine timing, knowing that he has a purpose and plan for your life. Do you know that God is not just only preparing you? He's he's preparing the place for you. Everything is in alignment to the preparatory design of eternity. So everything in time is working itself into the original, eternal, unmovable, unshakable design for our lives. <clears throat> so we have to align to his design. Let's keep going. Alignment. Speaking of alignment, God's promotion is not solely based on your desires and ambitions, but it's divine purpose and alignment with his will. So God could care less about how you feel. God cares about his will. God cares about your ability to deal in his will. God cares about you being healed at the level where you can properly deal in his will. God cares about you being healed and developed with the skills to be able to deal in his will. So God can care less about your feelings. You can cry all day. I can cry all night about what I want today. And God's going to sit there and say, you know what? I'll still collect those tears, but those tears ain't going to make it come near. Those tears ain't going to make my pruning disappear. Those tears ain't going to do nothing. 
And so when we understand that God doesn't care about our feelings and that our feelings cannot be used as manipulative tools to make God bend for what we want in our lives, then we'll stop crying. Like when my daughter does, when she wants her way, she starts crying. And then when you pick her up, she smiles. How you go from tears of pain to a, a, a huge smile, right? So we have to understand that God's promotion is not solely based on our desires and ambitions. We can have all the desires we want. We can have all the ambitions we want, but it's, it is based upon his divine purpose and aligning, aligning us with his will. It is possible that he is redirecting your focus or refining your motivations to ensure that you are seeking his glory above all else. Is that not the truth? God wants to align our focus and our motivations to the point that where all we care about is glory. Let me pick on myself. When I was young in ministry and in entrepreneurship, my motivations wasn't for God's glory. No matter how much I articulated within the dungeons, within the basement of my heart, I cared about me being exalted. I cared about my name in them lights. I cared too much about proving to other people that I am called and anointed by God. And then as I look back over the years, I begin to see God supernaturally realigning, refining my motivations, my intentions, and my, what's the other point? Um, focus. Now, it doesn't matter if there's like right now 17 people watching. 10 years ago, I wouldn't be giving this level of, of preaching because this video wasn't giving the levels of reaching that I wanted it. But now, all I care about is if one is watching and God is glorified, then that's all that matters to me. But that was supernatural work of God. Now, I don't know when the promotion is going to happen. I don't know. This might be the video that goes viral. Who knows when? But I don't care. You see what I'm saying? And that's the place that we got to get to, where we and it's not only get to, but it's also my responsibility to sustain that motivation, to sustain that energy. Because at any given moment, I can change my intentions and, and motivations and go crazy. So you can't get to a place where you're oh, okay, I'm here. No, you're never there. <laughs> I'm never there. That's why I stay near him, near to him. It says it is possible that he is redirecting your focus or refining your motivations to ensure that you are seeking his glory above all else. Surrender your plans to him and align yourself with his purposes, trusting that his promotion will come when it, it aligns with his greater plan for your life. Now, last few points. Three reasons why God prepares you before Is it? Man, I got so many points. Let me keep going real quick. The reason, three reasons. He wants to refine your character. Number two, he wants to build trust and dependence. And number three, he wants to ensure fruitfulness and effectiveness. I'm going to read it real quickly. He wants to refine your character. God prepares and prunes us to develop and refine our character before promoting us to higher levels of responsibility. God wants to ensure that our character is aligned with his standards. This process involves removing impurities, strengthening virtues, and cultivating qualities such as humility, integrity, and perseverance. So God wants to refine our character. That's why he prepares for you. So look in the mirror and see. You can see why things ain't near. You can see why. I can see why. Because there's some character flaws. He wants to build trust and dependence by preparing and pruning us. That's why the Bible says when he prunes us, he prunes so that we can bear what? More fruit. God prunes the branch so the branch can stay, have a, a clear passageway for the divine 
divine and divine to be able to provide the immaterial, intangible, necessary nutrients to the fruit. So God wants to prune the branch. See, your body, my body and your body are nothing but branches. See, brown branch, white branch, yellow branch, red branch, whatever branch color. You're a branch, right? The fruit that comes from your life, your speaking abilities, your writing abilities, your drawing abilities, your acting abilities, your engineering abilities, your whatever abilities, those are fruits that hangs off the branch. The Holy Spirit, Jesus' Spirit, is divine. The third part of the Trinity, the divine. The divine is divine that allows spiritual love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, faithfulness, peace, all those different things to get to the branches. The character to get to the through the branches to the fruit. So God, see, nobody comes to the tree because of the branch. Nobody goes to a tree like, oh man, look at these branches. These branches are so beautiful, babe. Take a picture of me and the branches. People don't go to no tree for no branches. That's why you got to get yourself out your mind. That's why I got to get myself out of my mind and realize there ain't nobody coming to me for no branch. For no, for no branch. People come to me before the fruit. <laughs> and so when I realize that the fruit is what people want to come to, then I got to make sure the vine is bringing nutrients through. So when people taste and see from my fruit, they'll know that it's organic and not genetically modified. So we understand that you are a branch. You will let him prune the branch <clears throat> so there will be an alignment so that the vine can, uh, can, can bring nutrients to your giftings, talents, and fruits that hang from you. But what happens when you have big fruit but a weak branch? You ever seen a low-hanging fruit? That means the fruit is heavier than the branch. And when the fruit is stronger than the branch, the, the fruit is uh, 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 more weighty than the branch, then the fruit breaks the branch. That's why we're broken because we we out there having genetically modified fruit. And you realize genetically modified fruit are always bigger than organic fruit. So the issue is we're trying to be bigger than what we're trying to make our fruit bigger than what it really is. Because we got pesticides, we got we got uh, uh, impurities inside of us, causing our fruits to get bigger before the branch is stronger. That's a word, my God. That's a word. So, building trust and dependence by preparing and pruning us, God builds our trust in Him and deepens our dependence until we can be a strong branch. Through various experiences and challenges, why you got to count all joy and go through various trials. God teaches us to rely on His guidance. His provision and wisdom, this prepares us to trust him even more when he promotes us to new levels of influence and responsibility. <clears throat> Last but not least, ensuring fruitfulness and effectiveness. God prepares and prunes us to maximize our fruitfulness and effectiveness in his what? Kingdom, not in our desire, in his kingdom. He knows the specific gifts, talents, and skills he has placed with. So, the, see, listen, the, the farmer is the one that knows where the seed is planted. That's why the devil is coming up to dig up what God has planted and use what God has planted for his plants, his, 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 his systemized plants that produce negative things. So the farmer knows where he plants it, and he wants us to become more fruitful and effective. It says he has placed within us, and through the pruning process, he shapes and refines those qualities. This enables us to bear fruit and make a greater impact as we fulfill the purpose and assignments God has for us. Last three points, let me get to the Q&A. Three things you must do to position yourself for promotion. This doesn't mean that just because you position for promotion, promotion is going to happen. This just gives you the higher probability to be promoted because you position with the right intangibles to be promoted. Number one, you have to seek 
God's will. God is not going to promote you outside of his will. He, 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 he's not going to promote you in a, in a field that he never wanted you to till. It says positioning yourself for promotion by God begins with seeking. It begins with what? Seeking his will and aligning your desires and actions with his plans. This involves spending time in prayer, things that we not, we we avoid, seeking guidance from his word, another thing that we avoid, and seeking his direction in all areas of life. So in order for you to be pr promoted, you got to do the prerequisites. We got to do the prerequisites. I can't expect God to take me there if I'm not a man of prayer. I can't expect God to guide when I'm not by his side. I can't expect God to direct me if I'm too far away from his direction. I got to do some work. <clears throat> I got to seek his will above all else. Number two, I have to cultivate humility, not creating opportunities for humiliation. Humility is a key virtue that attracts God's favor and promotion. Humility. That's attractive to God. Humility. Recognize that it, that it is God who exalts and lifts people up, not by their own efforts alone. Humbly submit ourselves. We, need, we must humbly submit ourselves to his guidance, surrendering our egos, pride, and selfish ambitions. Develop a service heart and demonstrate humility in our interactions. Last but not least, we have to develop character and faithfulness. God is not going to promote us if we're not formed into the character within the movie script that he has written. He is not going to promote us if we're not faithful to him. God looks at the character and faithfulness of individuals before promoting them. Cultivate integrity, honesty, and a strong, balanced work ethic in all areas of life. God doesn't care about the character, entrepreneurial character. He doesn't care about my ministry character. So right now I, I'm, I'm in character. I'm in ministry character. I'm in preaching character. But God said, man, what about the husband character? What about the father character? What about the Joshua Ejike Eze character? We're talking about you when nothing, when you ain't doing nothing, you when no one's around. God is looking at how I function in all characteristics and all character traits and all character positions. And he's doing the same for you. God is not going to promote you if you're good at business, but bad as a husband. God's not going to promote you in this area of ministry if you're a bad wife. He's not. The Bible says, or it says here, be faithful in small things. Demonstrating reliability and trustworthiness. That's why if you can't be trusted with the wilderness, you can't be trusted with the wealth. Show perseverance in the face of challenges and trust God's timing for promotion. I pray this message was a blessing to you. If you're in a place right now where you said, I say that I want to be positioned, I want to be a person that's in God's will, it's going to be hard for you. Um, to go where God wants you to. If you don't know your purpose, and if you're watching me right now and say, hey, coach, I don't know my purpose. I don't know God's will for my life. My mindset is all over the place. I'm not the character I need to be, but I want to get to a place where I'm mentally clear and purposefully pursuing my purpose at a high level in all areas as a husband, wife, family man, whatever it is. If that's you, go to my description box right now and go to Mindset Mastery. I have a hybrid program 90-day intensive accelerator program that's going to help you establish the mindset that you need 
to be able to feed the purposes that God has positioned you for. And if that's you and that resonates with you or this message resonates with you, go check out, check it out on either on mycoachjosh.com under coaching tab or go to mycoachjosh.com forward slash mindset mastery, register, apply for the program because we all need to make sure that we know our purposes and that we're able to be able to position ourselves to operate at a high level in purpose and profit from it. So if that resonates with you, check that out today and also check out my book, multi-purpose, which will also, some of these points came from that will be able to help you as well. Now let's get to some value. I want to add value to you guys with some questions. Chantel says, hi coach. Why are the attacks before a breakthrough so severe? Great question. If there's no resistance, you're going in the wrong direction. So the spiritual attacks is proof that you're going in the right direction. It's also proof that you're valued by God. It's also proof that God is with you. It's also proof that you are worthy. There's also proof that you are valuable. It also proves that you're necessary. And so the closer you get to the breakthrough, the devil and demons want you to break down. And that's why he attacks the mind, because if the mind is broken down, then he can break down, break you down before the breakthrough. But the reason why the attacks are so strong or why attacks are there is because you are a threat. If there are no attacks in your life, you're not a threat. But if you are a threat, you're going to be attacked because once you fulfill your purpose in life, it, it, it sprouts out magnificent change. In my mindset program on Thursday, we talked about this, how repaired minds repair minds. That in all facets of purposes, our minds help increase people's mindset. So right now, me, through the repairments of my mind, through the Holy Spirit's renewal process, I'm now using my gifts, using my talents to help shift mindsets, repairing people's minds. So no matter what purposes you pursue or what purposes God wants to do through you, you you're going to be, you're going to have a, me, a mental impact on people. And so the enemy doesn't want your life to be refurbished, renewed, repaired, and reestablished to be able to use to help other people also repair and replace mindsets to produce. And that's why the number one thing that's hindering people from fulfilling or finding their purposes and executing at a high level are their, is, is their mindset. If your mind is set off, your purpose won't be set on. And so the enemy attacks the mind because he knows if the mind is not intact, then the purpose can't attack. Your purposes can't attack this kingdom. They're so severe because you're real near. And they know for a fact, hey, man, those those things I did before to her ain't working. So we got to increase it. But you also sometimes have to also think about this. The chef also is the one that puts you in the oven. So sometimes the things that we're uh, deeming attacks from the enemy could be things causing things to be more intact from the chef who is God. So that's why we can't always say that the, the things that we're going through. Is, is the is the demons it could be god and what i mean by god is like you know uh you, uh you you're getting pressed on your workplace and god is using your co-workers um to to make you a stronger worker or god is using uh, all these i'm not saying god uses sin and evil um to shape us but if it's there he may you know what i'm saying but hope that helps jody summer says how to enjoy vacations without alcohol? I stopped drinking years ago, but I don't feel like I'm having as much fun as my friends who drink. It's not fun being the only sober person in my circle, but it is essential. Like when you're not sober minded, you give opportunities to the enemy to come inside of it. What I mean by that? 
The Bible says be sober-minded. A sober-minded person is a person that's able and is poised enough to test and discern. So the reason why they seem like they're having fun is because you really haven't seen the fun in being sober. And it could be that you may need to get rid of those friends because those friends is proven to you that you're still not cleansed within from that desire or the root reason of why you need alcohol to have fun. Anytime you need a supplement to enjoy for enjoyment, then that supplement is dangerous. We don't need supplements. Like the thing about it is we got the most high. There's no need for us to be the most high when we already connect to the most high. We don't have to worry about getting high when we got the most high, right? Like there's fun in the Holy Ghost. There's fun in the things of God. It's fun being sober-minded, right? And, and if you need alcohol to have fun, that means you're trying to escape. And when you when you really get to the real reasons why you do certain things or why people do certain things, then it opens up your heart to see, man, this is the real reason why I need alcohol, because alcohol is having me escape. My demons is having me escape um, things I need to work on. It's causing me to enjoy what my flesh wants. Flat, whatever you feed the most will lead the most. So your flesh has been probably fed more and now it's craving more. And now you want to go back to Egypt. Right. It's not fun being only so if if, you, if you're not having fun with other people drinking alcohol, then it's time to remove yourself away, away from that circle. Your circle determines where you go. And so and so if you if your friends drink alcohol to have fun, then my friend, are they really having fun? Is it really fun being by that toilet? Is it really fun? Uh, your body feeling weird? Is it really fun? All those things happening? It's not, my friend. And so there's there's there, there's there's a level of growth that you have to aspire to get to so that you can be the person you need to be to really see that real fun is in sober mindedness. Real fun is with no alcohol. And I can attest to that. Georgia Davis says, what's up, Coach Josh? It's Georgia out of Fort Worth, Texas. How do I gain confidence and faith while being in the land of the lost? <laughs> I remember that show back in the day. It seems like I don't know what's coming up next for me. Great question. All these are great questions, by the way. So you gain confidence by confiding into something more dense. Confidence. Confide means to trust in. Dense means a compact, highly uh, impactful, potent thing or person, right? Confidence, on the other side, is trusting in something that's dense, something that's stupid, something that's not smart, something that doesn't understand what it is that you need confidence for, right? And so how you gain confidence in your faith is uh, uh, in, investing more into God, your relationship with him. These the spiritual disciplines and spending, like the, the when you spend time with someone, you increase trust in that someone because you're able to examine that someone to see if that someone is trustworthy. So your faith has to be in him, right? And so when you're in the land of the lost, right? When you're in a, a season where you don't know where, where you're going, see, we have to get to a place where we're okay with not knowing, but being sure in the one that knows. God reveals things in stages. If you care, if you worry too much about what's on the next page, then you won't handle the stage on this page. A lot of us, we want the stage on the next page, but we haven't read the, the requirements and, and the terms on this page. <clears throat> so in order for me to really enjoy what it is that I want to be in partnership with, I got to read the contract. And if I'm not on the same page as God, I won't be able to understand what he is trying to read to me and what he's using the word to read in me to be the person I need to be for the page that I want to be in. So you're not lost if God's a GPS. 
But the issue is what could have been an 11-day trip turns into 40 years. The children of Israel's trip between Egypt and the Promised Land, historians have proven, theologians have proven, was only supposed to be an 11-day trip on foot. But it took them 40 years because they wanted to do what they wanted to do. And so if you want to go to the promised land and get out of the land of the lost, you got to follow that cloud by day and that fire by night. And, and, and that was short in the time span. There are people right now circling the same mountain for 15, 20, 30 years. Like there are people literally in the spiritual world doing this around their situation. Still circling that mountain where their dad said or whatever and did whatever. Still circling that mama mountain. Still circling that daddy mountain. Still circling that X mountain. Still circling that sin mountain. Whatever that sin is, still circling it. When God's like, fam, the cloud is going this way. The fire is going this way. So don't worry about what's coming up next. You got to be present with God now. If you can't handle the now, you ain't going to handle the next. Great questions, y'all. Maybe time for tomorrow. I was trying to get on Instagram real quick. Let me see what I got. Humble one, what's going on? Hope you well. PTL says, "How hey, how long are your one-on-one coach sessions available for? Um, probably for the for the for here on near future. I mean, for a long time. And so, if you need one-on-one, uh, message me and let me know. Go to my website, mycoachjosh.com, and uh, message me and let me know what you need, family. Yeah, I'll be doing it uh heavily over the summer because I work at a school, so I'm not I'm not at the school now." But if you need one-on-one coaching, like, hey, I need to talk to you on the phone, uh, contact me. We'll look at your application, all that good stuff. And we also have programs that you can also be a part of as well, depending on what your need is. But, yeah, family, I've coached you before, family, so please reach out to me. I'd love to see how I can help you. The humble one says, what should I do if I have an X name tattoo? Should I cover it? Uh, 30 been her since 16. Um, I mean, I'm not well versed. What, what I would say is this. Uh, hey, I mean, there's tattoo removal. You know, get that tattoo removed. Yeah, like it, hey, man. If 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 he if you ain't trying to bring him to your necks and your husband, well, well you know, what I'm saying, wherever the tattoo is, if your husband sees the tattoo, yeah, you can get rid of it. You oh, you thirty and it's sixteen. Yeah, cover it up. I mean, not cover it up. Get rid of it. If that's too painful, then ex- your husband understands. You know, um, if it's Tyrone, just say uh, I'm, just, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. Humble one says. Uh, here, I know you're not supposed to mark your bodies. That's why I'm asking. Yeah, don't don't beat yourself up over that. God God is too gracious for that. God is not sitting here uh, worrying about your sin that you did at 16 or whatever you did at 16, whether you marked your body, whatever, whatever the term is with tattoos or whatever it is that we did when we was young. God ain't sitting there worrying about that. As long as his, as long as his name tattooed on your heart, you're good. Nubian Soul Child says, is it wrong for me to continue working hard at my job to buy a car if it is not in my in, in my will to do so? I'm kind of confused because deep down inside, I know I have a greater purpose in my life. So should I continue to pursue my dream of purchasing a car or pursue God's promise for me and forget about buying a car? I'll tell you, everything you need is in God's purpose. See, if my if my principal is to send me to another city to do a purpose on behalf of the school, that that uh, uh, my principal will be the one responsible for paying for my rental car, for paying for my hotel, for paying for my meals. He's that she's responsible. The same is with life. God sent us here for a purpose. If you really want God's full provision for what it is that he wants you to do here, that if you really want to be provided for by him, I'm talking about purposefully cars, houses, whatever you need. You've got to be in alignment with his purpose for your life. You have to be in alignment with his assignment. 
right? Because if I go out there and I just do what I want to do and I don't fulfill the assignment and God's going to be like, I'm not providing for that. I didn't tell you to go do that. I didn't tell you to get that. And so when you pursue the purpose of God, God provides for his purposes, not our purposes. So what I would do is keep pursuing the purpose of God. And when you look up, you'll see that car there. When you look up, you'll see that husband there. When you look up, you'll see everything there because you're pursuing purpose. I have what I have today by the grace of God and by being in alignment in his purpose. And when I when I realized that at 24, 25, that, that, that when I stay inside of his purpose, man, I don't have to worry about a wife. I don't have to worry about family. I don't have to worry about money. I don't have to worry about furniture. I didn't have to worry about nothing. Everything that I have right now, I didn't have for most of it, I didn't have to pay a dime for because God paid for the purposes that I am endeavoring to humble myself to function in. Here, Frank says, hello, blessings to you, your family. I have the multi-purpose book. How can I use the book to its full effect? Great. Thank you so much for your support. That book is one of my favorites I've ever created. Man, it's one of the parts. So what I would do is there's there's a, um, a, a podcast that goes with that book. Scan the QR codes. Listen to those messages. Um, there's challenges in the back of the book uh, for you to, uh, to to go and do the challenges as you go through the book. But really just read and let and let the word of God is in those pages. Read you. And, and just go through the exercises, go through the podcast, go through all those different things. And if you need more help, you can be a part of my Mindset Purpose program called Fundamentals. You can go to Mindset Mastery. That is also a great tool to go alongside with the book because a lot of things that I share there comes from the book. And so that's what I will say will better help you with that. Thank you so much for your support. And those who don't know, my latest book came out about a couple months ago called Multipurpose, How to Find and Fulfill Your Purposes in Life. Let's see how much, uh, let's see. I was trying to go to Instagram. Five minutes and I'm gonna do 15 minutes, it'll be 10 30. Okay, good. Speedy Breast Press says, I'm 21, about to start grad school for business and media and run track, make music. And starting a podcast, I'm doing it for God's glory, but keep getting distracted by Netflix, other people fall, failing, uh, other people falling to lust and other time management issues. How do I stay on my purpose? Because I want to do great things for God and be a good man for my future family. Great question. Let's break it down. So those are great things. And so when he says you're going to grad school for business and media, you're running track, you're making music, you're starting a podcast, those things <clears throat> is what you got to peer into that, that you got to jump into at a high level because one thing that helped me to stay on purpose my friend was realizing the people that would be impacted by my purpose but most importantly the the opportunity i get to do things for the glory of god and when you begin to see how awesome god is and, and because you're in awe of who he is then my friend you won't see sin the same you won't your your time management increase you you will begin to uh, uh have that motivation to go forward but you got to begin to understand the root reasons of why you keep falling in and out of seasons, right? And so you have to understand, okay, if it's Netflix, you got to say, okay, this one thing helped me. Like I haven't watched a full NBA basketball game in about 10 years because I was I was rocked by this ideal about this. Why am I going to watch people make millions in their purpose when I'm not making money in my purpose? And so what I did was, why am I going to waste time watching somebody else's work that they already been paid for when I'm not maximizing my abilities and skills so I could be paid at the level of the things that I'm watching? And that made me see net, uh, NBA games, made me see those TV shows 
clothes a certain kind of way that says, you know what, I ain't I don't got time to wash that because that is taking time away from what I could be doing. Now, there's nothing wrong with balance. There's nothing wrong with with uh, 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 watching certain things at certain times for recreational and restful purposes, which are also beneficial. But if you begin to see that thing taking too much time away from the time that you could be putting in to your relationship with God, to your personal development, to your craft and mastery, and positioning yourself to operate in the marketplace, then, then, then my friend, you're not going to be successful. And so falling into lust proves that maybe you do not view yourself the way you need to view yourself in light of God. So pornography, lust, and sexual things fall off when you see your true worth in God. When you see your true worth in God, those things are worth less. And you don't even want to do those things anymore because it's hindering you from becoming your best. So when you understand the significance of purpose, that you're, the Bible says there's two ultimate realities. The Bible says uh, it's appointed for every man to die and after that the judgment. Which one's worth, worse, death or judgment? Judgment is worse than, worse than death. And I don't want to go to God empty handed. I don't want to go to God and God say partially done or God says halfway done or God says not done at all. I want God to have that gangster tear coming out of his eye, dapping me up at the pillar gates. I don't want nobody else meeting me at the gates. I don't mind people meeting me at the gates, but I want God to be like, yo, my man's coming through. Hey, yo, that's Josh. Hey, my boy. Tears coming out of my eyes. God done forgot to judge me because he loves me because he knows I, if I put the work down. And God said, oh, legally. You know, I got to judge you, son. But I don't want to go up there empty handed. And so when you have that mindset of not being uh, empty handed before God and you really want to give God ultimate glory, but also you understand the significance of being a purposeful person in all areas, meaning, hey, I got to get rid of this Netflix because it won't help me with my with my lady. It won't help me with my family. It, like, like you got to think about not just purpose in business or media or making music or podcasts. See, those purposes are only one dimensional. You got to look at it full dimensional. You got to be able to look at it and say, you know what, yo, I, what about the purposes of a husband? One day going to be a husband. So how is this Netflix going to hinder me for my next chick? You see what I'm saying? And no disrespect. I'm just using wordplay there. I don't I don't like calling women chicks. Stuff, so I'm, you, I did that for wordplay purposes. But what I'm saying is like, how is the Netflix, how is the lust going to hinder me as a man? See, lust necessarily doesn't really damage a lot. There's a lot of lustful men and successful in business. There's a lot of lustful men successful in media. There's a lot of lustful men successful at track. There's a lot of lustful men successful at music. There's a lot of lustful men successful at podcasts. But how many of them are successful as a husband? How many are successful as a father? You see what I'm saying? So when you see that, you won't even bother with these things because it's going to hinder you from being a husband and a father. So think of it along those lines, my friend, because purpose is not about the people that you can make money off of in the marketplace. Purpose is about the people that that, that have no choice but to deal with you every single day in the roles of a wife or, or children. I got to go. I'm going to get on Instagram real quick. Love y'all. Thank y'all so much for trusting me with y'all's questions. Check out my book, Multipurpose, How to Find and Fulfill Your God-Given Purposes in Life. Check out our merch. Well done. That's the movement now. Uh, if you're struggling with soul ties, the purpose of freedom will be a great book for you. If you're struggling with discerning whether or not the person in front of you is a counterfeit or a counterpart, this book, Counterfeit or Counterpart, will be a great resource for you. Uh, if you're struggling with your feelings, but you want to get back to the facts so you can get back to acts, then this book, Facts or Feelings, will be a great book for you to help you process your feelings. 
<clears throat> if you're struggling with holding things well and you want to be whole so you can hold things well, this book, The Holding Journal, will be a great resource for you. If you're single and you're ready to mingle, but you're not really understanding the purpose of your singleness, then you ain't going to understand the purpose of mingleness. So this book, The Purpose of Singleness, will be a great resource for you to better understand the purpose of singleness and how to maximize it. If you're single, dating, or, in a, or married, or in a relationship, this book, Dating Prep, will help you uh, uh, date the love of your life forever. Great questions to make sure you guys are on the same page. If you struggle with spiritual warfare and you want to better understand the whole armor of God, this book, World War Me, will be a great resource for you. If you have a young person, third, fourth grading up, and you want them to find their art and start in their art and play their part in God's purpose for their life, this book, as he says, as in for the students I serve, is a great book for you, for them. And um, I think that's it. Also, check out my website, uh, mycoachjosh.com. Check out my website, mycoachjosh.com. If you want to, uh, for all your coaching needs, all your resources, card games, books, all that good stuff. Also, don't forget to like, share, and comment. Subscribe if you haven't already. Hit all post notifications. Get in that coaching program. 90 days. I'm going to be with you 90 days. 90 days, and then there's a phase two of the program. But if you really want to get to a place where you want to be positioned, I want you to dream mentally for a minute. If you want to get to a place where your mind is set on things that are above and you're rising above in every area and you're fulfilling your purpose at a high level, then join me on that program. I look forward to serving you. I love you all. Y'all be blessed. Check out the recommended video, a uh, ton of videos. Check out my podcast, all that good stuff. Love y'all. Got to go to Instagram. Peace.